You're listening to Policy Currents, a weekly podcast from the RAND Corporation. I'm Deanna Lee. And I'm Evan Banks. Every Friday, we bring you new insights from RAND's latest research and commentary. It's March 5th. Evidence suggests that COVID-19 vaccines are extremely safe and effective. But Black Americans have high levels of hesitancy about immunization. RAND's Laura Bogart, a social psychologist who studies medical mistrust, explains that this is a rational response among people who have long faced discrimination and racism. It makes sense that people who have been discriminated against might not trust national entities like the healthcare system, she says. But vaccine hesitancy could have serious implications. Lower vaccination rates among black Americans will only exacerbate the already damaging racial inequities of the pandemic. To better understand how to address this challenge, Bogart and her colleagues surveyed a nationally representative sample of 207 black Americans. Here are four key takeaways. First, more than one-third of respondents agreed or strongly agreed that they would not get a COVID-19 vaccine. An additional 25% said they don't know if they would get vaccinated. Second, perhaps surprisingly, healthcare workers showed higher vaccine hesitancy than those working in other fields. 48% of black healthcare workers we surveyed indicated that they would not get vaccinated. Third, key drivers of vaccine hesitancy include mistrust of the government's motives and transparency around COVID-19, as well as beliefs about racism in healthcare. And finally, survey respondents reported higher trust in COVID-19 information that comes from healthcare providers and public health officials than from elected officials. The researchers stress that it's important to address Black Americans' specific concerns, For instance, messaging about COVID-19 vaccines should first acknowledge systemic racism as a justifiable reason for mistrust, and then provide accurate information about the vaccines, including details about efficacy and safety. It's also essential to focus on communicating with Black healthcare workers and scientists, because they're viewed as more reliable sources of information about COVID-19. Addressing their concerns about getting vaccinated could be key to increasing vaccination uptake within the broader Black community. U.S. service members in locations with high levels of sexual harassment are at greater risk of being sexually assaulted. That's according to a new RAND report. The authors found increased risk for both women and men, even after controlling for many other sexual assault risk factors, such as age, rank, marital status, and education level. The findings suggest that when sexual harassment in the military goes unpunished or ignored, it can create an environment that promotes sexually inappropriate behavior. This can, in turn, lead to an escalation from sexual harassment to sexual assault. Study lead Terry Shell explains that while the military has implemented improved sexual assault prevention and response programs over the last decade, efforts to prevent and respond to sexual harassment are underdeveloped. Here's one example. Military leaders are not required to report sexual harassment to investigative authorities or to formally document accusations of harassment in military records. Given the relationship between military sexual harassment and sexual assault that they discovered, Shell and his co-authors recommend addressing these two crimes as a single problem. 
It's unclear whether the Biden administration will rejoin the Iran nuclear deal, but re-upping the agreement would be difficult, says Reyes Rafael Cohen. Not only do the long-standing flaws of the deal remain, but the agreement was predicated on a geopolitical context that no longer exists, he says. First, Iran has changed. Support for the deal in Iran plummeted after the Trump administration left the agreement and imposed its maximum pressure sanctions campaign. Furthermore, Iran's economy has shrunk in the wake of COVID-19, so economic improvements may be necessary to help rebuild trust in the deal. Second, the Middle East has changed. The Abraham Accords, brokered between Israel and multiple Sunni Arab states, formalized a long-standing belief that the Israeli-Arab divide is no longer the main issue in the region. Instead, the primary rift is between Iran and everyone else. Finally, the United States has changed, too. Iran's nuclear program may no longer be a top-tier U.S. policy concern. The Biden administration faces a host of other challenges, including the pandemic, repairing the economy, and tackling domestic extremism. According to Cohen, any return to the Iran nuclear deal would have to be weighed against a number of other, more pressing American objectives. The attack on the U.S. Capitol two months ago has led to calls for teachers to address civic education in a much more robust way. But are U.S. educators equipped to do this? Results from a recent RAND study show that teachers lack the training and resources that could help them address history-shaping events such as the Capitol attack in their classrooms. It also showed that teachers need more support to help develop students' civic skills more broadly. RAND's Julia Kaufman is an author of that study. She's also a former teacher who can relate to this particular challenge. Kaufman was a professor in New York City in the fall of 2001, and in the aftermath of 9-11, she was unsure of what to do. Quote, Even though I had a master's in teaching, I had not had any training on how to address a tragic and historic event of that magnitude with students. Kaufman's research findings may help lay out a path forward. For example, a key first step to helping teachers is to make civic education a priority in state education standards and requirements. A second critical step is to ensure that teachers have high-quality instructional resources that are aligned with civic development standards. A lesson on the capital attack would be a good start, says Kaufman. But teachers need comprehensive curricula where knowledge is built lesson by lesson to develop the range of civic knowledge and skills that students need. RAND is a nonprofit institution that helps improve policy and decision making through research and analysis. For more on what we covered this week, check the show notes at rand.org/podcast. We'll see you next week.